0: all three beards media podcasts originate from the gravitate co-working studio sponsored by revelton distilling company
1: Talk all things cyclones. We come. We are coming to you live from the Gravitate Co-working Studios. I'm Dave Larson here with my Storm Team partner and Cyclone Great Marcus Spiser. How are yeah, you, Marcus?
2: I'm doing well, Dave. How about yourself?
1: Uh, I'm doing well, as uh, too. Um, I think Brett Curvey is going to be joining us here shortly. He had a prior commitment, and uh, we uh, will see him here shortly. Boy, a lot has happened, both from a football and basketball perspective. We know now our destination uh, for the bowl game as we head down towards Memphis here uh, next week already. We'll be uh, heading down there live doing a couple of shows starting on Wednesday. I think Chris and I are going to be trying to do something live anyway uh, on our way down there with with the Revelton road trip. Certainly looking forward to that. And the basketball team has uh, been uh, seeing some good things. They rebounded well from a couple of those losses in that tournament down in Orlando and um, have thumped Iowa, which was very good to see, and then have had a couple of solid wins following as we uh, head into the Big 12 conference schedule coming up here in the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, Have you had a chance to catch any any of those uh, basketball games, Marcus, and any thoughts on how the team's been looking?
2: Well, of course I caught the one against Iowa. You know, I think I, I was tuned into that one before two hours before tip, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was quite enjoyable. Um, definitely love seeing, you know, um, you know us coming out and, and, and really, really putting it to those guys. You know, uh, that's a game that everyone has circled. There's probably some more games on the calendar as well, but that one right there is one that we definitely look forward to. And the guys play well. You know, it, it's, it's one of those games where – know, everything can go really, really well or it can go really, really bad for one or the other. And and it was really, really good for us. So definitely love to see that. Um, you know, a lot of guys got a chance to get out there and, and see what that was about. And there was nothing better than uh, beating that team down the street.
1: Well, and Trey King has really – you can tell he's healthy. And I think as Trey King goes and, and certainly as Tame Lipsy goes – I think those two are really going to be key components to the basketball team the rest of the way. You know, Trey had been injured. I heard he had a tweaked ankle uh, for several weeks, and and I think that sort of limited his uh, mobility uh, down in Orlando. Um, but really, since, since that tournament coming back, he's been a big difference maker on the offensive and, and defensive boards. And just I love how he plays. I love the passion that he shows. Reminds me a lot of you, similar position, but a little bit of a different player. You're more of a scorer, and he's more of a, just a presence and, and getting things done.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. I'm definitely a Trey King fan. Uh, he's probably my favorite player on the team. You know, just, I'm, of course, I'm a big man, so I'm a big be big biased, <laughs> but no doubt, yeah. you know, um, working down in that lane, getting rebounds, backs, just doing the gritty work that, that needs to happen in order for the team to be successful. You know, I, I had a good, you know, teammate, a running mate, Stevie Johnson, who was you know, just as strong as I was. He made it a lot easier for, for me and for us during the time that we were playing together. But, you know, it's, it's it's just, you know, the big bias that I'm going to be in. I love seeing him out there. I love seeing, seeing him doing the things that he do to to help the team win. But he's definitely my favorite player on the team.
1: And then Tamen Lipsy uh, now has the uh, all-time or the game record for steals in a game with eight. Nice, an impressive showing, and and uh, boy, he's really turned it on as well.
2: Yeah, he's he's growing up right before our eyes. You know, to see that we we knew the the talent and everything that he had coming in as a freshman. Um, a little rocky his first year, was his freshman year, but that's that's to be expected. You know, I, I'm not gonna you know act like everything was. All peaches and creams for me when I when I first came and stepped into that grown man world. But as you get those games below your belt, definitely with that fresh me up under you, the next year you feel like you've gotten the reins a little bit of what's going on. And you know, it's it's, it's definitely a pleasure to see. You know, we're we're getting into the most important time of the season, and uh, we got to keep this thing going.
1: Yeah, really uh, looking forward to the Big Twelve conference schedule probably the best conference for basketball in the entire nation. It'll be interesting to see how we stack up. And um, I think I'm a little bit disappointed we don't get a chance to play Kansas in Lawrence, but same token, I'm looking forward to seeing them in Ames and, and what the Hilton uh, crowd will bring to the table.
3: Yeah, I'll take him in Ames. I'd much rather have him in Ames. If it's
1: only
3: <laughs> no, I'd much rather play him in Ames. There's a lot of talk this week about Ken Palm ratings, and the system uh, by strength of schedule, but only, but also uh, how much you win by. And part of the reason why I think it's some, what you're seeing with TJ kind of running the score up a little bit. It's improving their kinpon rating, and they've been taking a hit on social media this week for it. But I think a lot of people don't then turn around and realize they have to turn around and play in the gauntlet that is the Big 12
2: well, did they start taking? Did TJ start taking the hit after that Iowa game?
0: That was ran up pretty, pretty to yeah. him. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, yeah. Hey, it, it it is what it is. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot that goes on, you know, behind the scenes that that people don't get. You know, we understand fans are our fans, but you know, at the same time, you have to keep the momentum the momentum going. We got to keep playing well. We can't, you know, with the Big Twelve coming up. You can't have any any setbacks, anything like that. You have to keep that cohesiveness as a team that we've been having to have success and keep going. And, you know, don't worry about the rest.
1: Well, that's a good point. You know, you really got to keep the, the foot on the gas in the Big right. 12. There is no letdown from any game. Uh, top to bottom, the toughest conference <laughs> that I would argue that at the bottom of our conference would probably be at least middle of the pack for many conferences, if not right. on the top end. And very physical conference as well. Um, and we're not going to let, we should be beating bad teams by a lot mm-hmm. and keeping that foot on their throats and, and hammer it home. And score is what score is at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, without yeah, they, a doubt. Go ahead, Chris.
3: Yeah, they, I, I'm just looking at the schedule here. Yeah, this is the men's schedule. They're looking at opening the first four games are going to be. At Oklahoma, Houston at home, who's uh, third ranked, Oklahoma's seventh ranked, Oklahoma State at home, and then 17 BYU on the road. That's their first four games. Hmm. That's a gauntlet. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Again, there's no rest days
3: in the Big 12. Right. The only unranked team in that four-game stretch is Oklahoma State. And I don't necessarily think that they're an easy win.
2: Where's that game?
3: That's at a, that that's in Hilton. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they go two and two on the road and, and, and home. So, and their, their big 12 opener is on the road at Oklahoma. Porter Mosier.
1: So they're, they're ranked seventh. Uh, that's not going to be an easy game. So last week uh, we had Jamie Pollard on and boy, what a luxury to have him on for an hour. Um, Chris, thanks for setting that up. I'm, I'm curious, from an athletic or athlete perspective, Marcus, what's the uh, what's the relationship between student athlete and the athletic director? You would have been there during a different regime, of course, but did you have much contact? And if so, what was that like?
2: Yeah, uh, uh, Gene Smith was there at the time, and and yeah, you know, we did have a lot of rapport, you know, during the time it was there. Um, you know, but for the most part, you, I mean, you, hopefully, he didn't come to you with any kind of thing anything bad or anything like that so you just try to you know be the best student athlete that you can be um you know we understood that they were going to put the things that we provided things that we needed to have success and and that was the most important thing for me you know I I just wanted to keep my head down be a good student and play basketball so um we did have a good relationship with them you know um it wasn't an everyday thing because you know, we, we try to stay away from the Jacobson building and, and the the workouts that we had to do over there. So we weren't trying to be over there in his offices or anywhere over there as much as we didn't need to be. But, um, you yeah, know, we had a great relationship. And, you know, we like I said, we just tried to do the things that we had to do to, to have success.
1: So would they come, would Gene come into locker rooms with practices? What, what was that like? Would there be a, maybe leader, uh, team leaders that would have a council that would meet?
2: What, uh, what not, the, necess- not necessarily. I mean, I, I mean, if if we had to meet with him, we would probably, you know, go to a big hall or something like that and sit down. We never really saw much into in practices. If we did, if he was at practice, we probably didn't pay attention to it because, I mean, having Larry Stacey and Tim Floyd as coaches, we were, we were focusing on practice. You know, I mean, we were practicing sometimes at the Fork Building and they had girls that was dancing, different dance class. We didn't pay attention to them. We, it was about basketball, you know. <laughs> so if, if Gene or someone else stepped into the gym, we had no recollection of it at all. But uh, if, if we needed to, you know, go over some different things or whatever to talk about, you know, what was expected from the referees or what was expected through the NCAA – you know, they would bring us over to the Jake uh, building and, you know, one of the halls and stuff that they had there at the time. And we would sit down and go over different things. But other than that, man, it was it was just straight, you know, focus.
1: Now, high school Dave would have seen girls coming in and dancing in the gym and would have had that distraction. I would have been uh, exceptionally afraid of Coach Ustasi if he caught us looking. So that was probably good by you to be focused nah. on practice we, not on anything going on. We, we wouldn't
2: even look. We wouldn't even look at the clock <laughs> <laughs> in practice. You I know, mean, we're not looking at. I mean, even going to the water to the water fountain. It was you know one of the halls that you know the the girls would be in there dancing, and then whatever class it was or you know dance team or whatever. But man, we went we were straight to get the water straight back to the gym, trying to get this over with. Like like he always said, survive and practice. We had to survive Yeah.
1: Well, there he is, Brent Cervé. Good to what see up. you again, my friend. Up,
4: I'm good, man. How about yourself?
1: We are doing well. We were just talking through a little bit of basketball, a little hoops. <laughs> I know you're going to miss that part of it, so I apologize on that.
4: That's all good. That's all good. What's up, so, up, Mark? We just...
2: What up, B? You know, we good. How about I'm you?
4: Having, man. Doing good, man. Doing
1: good. Up. We were just talking about interactions with the athletic directors um, while as a student-athlete at Iowa State. What what were your interactions like?
4: <laughs> Few and far in between. I don't know. Uh, that- if I'm being honest, I, I don't remember meeting any of them. I think I, my first interaction with Pollard was when Coach Mack had resigned. Um, and then before that, uh, I mean, they may have come and spoke. us or something like that but Hmm. i didn't they didn't have a i guess didn't have a real reason to talk to me (laughs) i was low on the totem pole guy you know what i mean (laughs) no i I don't know with a title like uh (laughs) (laughs) right right (laughs) (laughs) you know
1: so we're just talking a little bit of football next um, as we head, uh, focus our attention towards Memphis and, and playing the Memphis Tigers down in um, is a tiger stadium or whatever the stadium is down there, Liberty bowl stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Marcus, you can come from the perspective of as we're looking at uh, some of the tournaments that you would have played in that um, whether it's the NCAA tournament or uh, some of the holiday tournaments, but what are those practices? So you finish your regular season. What are those practices? What do those look like for those athletes and for those players as they prepare for those bowl games?
2: Torture. Torture. I mean, because if there's no classes, students are there and it's just you and the facility. (laughs) Absolutely. Torture. (laughs) You know, there there were a few there were a few like you know, two a days that, you know, and three days that we snuck up in there every once in a while. I remember it was either my freshman or my sophomore year. I can't recall because you know it's so long ago. And during the time that it, that it happened, but me and my uh, roommate Paris Corner, who was still one of my best friends <laughs> in the world, uh, we laughed about it not too long ago. But um, Barry Sanders was it was it was during the Thanksgiving game. And, you know, all those Mm. students are home. We're just there. We're in a hotel. And we had already had one practice that was tough. And we had another practice that was later that night. And so we were trying to watch the Lions game. Big Barry Sanders fan. And he was so far away from breaking the record. He's like, man, let's go to sleep. He's not going to break the record. And so we went to sleep. You know, got like an hour and a half nap, whatever. When we woke up. He had broken the record. And he and I was mad because it was like, Ain't no way in hell we thought he was going to break the record. But it was more important for us to get that sleep because we know what we're about to go through in that practice. So during those times when it's, it's just you and the facility and we were practicing in the Hilton, you know, so because because the rest of the practice facilities and stuff that we practice in the rec or the Forker, they, they weren't open. You know, the schools, the school's closed because all the students was gone So to practice in the Hilton. It's huge. It's cold. No one is in there but you, and that was we hate it. And then it's it's the regulation size like court. Like you 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 okay with playing games on that, but you don't want to practice on that. Like that's man, that's Save the you worst a little bit. ever. Man, that's the worst ever. So a little bit more space to run. It's in. definitely it's definitely not fun for the guys at all. <laughs> definitely.
1: What about you, Brad? You. You guys had a chance of playing a couple of bowl games, didn't you?
4: Yeah, we did. Um, I mean, it was, I mean, it. you know, echoing the same sentiment as Marcus has because usually for us, bowl games are in the December. Everybody's gone now. So you're talking mm-hmm. kids are going the first week of December, maybe I think is what it was, final, something like that. So outside of just literally the local people, you had nobody there. And uh, it was never fun because I felt like yeah. two-a-days all over again. Mm-hmm. It's, you know. It's like a meat party, and I was like, "Man, you know, it'd be great if we had some, (laughs) (laughs) we had some other company out here, you know." You know, just unfortunate. But um, I mean, it was, you know, at the end of the day, we knew we were going somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Kind of have fun and that sort of thing, but it was like two weeks of practice nonstop. You're like, "Bruh, it's terrible. Get through this, man." It's like just get through it, but you know, it's cool. The hotel
2: food. The same foods over and over. God, so that probably
1: made you more interested and just anxious to get to the to the venue or the city that you're going to be playing in. Oh, for
4: sure, there's no doubt about it. It was I don't know what it was, man. Coach Mac loved prime rib, so we always had prime (laughs) rib. There was there was some sort of pasta, spaghetti, and some chicken. Like didn't matter, and that was on the menu every night. It's like. I just used to look forward to at least being out of state <laughs> to having their version of it because <laughs> we're up here. at The you know the hotel we were at, I think at the time it was like the the Holiday Inn or something like that, and it was you know we just we ate just to Man. make sure we had something in our bodies.
2: <laughs> we we were at the Ramada Inn next to Bebop's. That's how long Bebop. ago this was. A Bebop's yeah. one. And we was at the Ramada came hey. out of end so long ago they had three wow. beds in a room that three three, beds king, in one three room. king beds in one room it was that long oh. ago my freshman year, then my my sophomore year I I can't think of the the road but like going towards store city one of the last exits like from Ames oh yeah it's, it's uh, hotel right out of 35 yeah they um, took us way out there and so like you don't have no car all uh, of the kids are going, all your friends are going. Man, it was such that was brutal. Uh, had to be miserable. Well, you tell my almost got into a lot of fights <laughs> and practice and stuff. I mean, yeah, bro. <laughs> oh my god.
1: What so, on a prior podcast, you guys have talked a little bit about uh some of the travel and and miss you know being late for flights mm-hmm. and that. What about the, the travel to your destination for the bowl game and? Um, walk us through maybe what that looked like for with your experiences and um once you arrived and your schedule and practice schedule and were the practice is a little bit easier once you once you got there
4: i mean for us it was i mean you know obviously for bowl game stuff we may have had one day of like a half pack practice or something like that but it was a lot more walk through uh because at that point it was like the hay is in the barn right it's Either you know what you're doing or you don't you know we're, we're so deep in the season so more film study stuff um they try to occupy our time so um and i personally remember going back to well to shreveport and to houston houston more more so because i was home for me so just you know being able to have just a little bit of downtime and getting all my friends to come out and uh, but i mean we went to the zoo um you know they had a hypnotist come in and i remember him uh, oh, wow. hypnotizing coach mac's daughter that was the funniest stuff. Ever, I think Coach Mac learned something new about his daughter that day. It was comical, man. But, um, you know, just those little events, man, to kind keep of keep your mind going. But, you know, it's always better to be in a different city. You know, you're in your city for so long during the season and see the same people, which is great. But going to other places, you know, tend to bring new experiences. So, had a ton of fun. Um, I always look forward to that portion of the trip and you know the free nights and for those who snuck out or didn't sneak out but you know it was fun do
1: you remember any of the swag that you got jeff woody was referencing today on on his show that he walked away or received a 32 inch flat screen tv for one of the bowl games that he attended any cool things that you received when uh uh, as a player uh
4: i mean watches I know I gotta watch. I got some shoes, clothes. Um, I don't know. Our bowls didn't give us no, you know, stuff like that. We, we didn't get that. But
1: uh, no PlayStation like the guys got at the Fiesta bowls a couple of years ago. No,
4: no, we weren't, we weren't in bowls like that yet when I was playing. Oh you wow! Know, right? we, were, we were happy. They to we got some tennis shoes.
1: <laughs> they gave us. Did you play in the humanitarian bowl up in Boise? Is that the no. Weed eater bowl?
4: Nope. I was not there for that one. Nope. That okay. was uh was that Seneca's last year? Might Seneca's last year. That's I actually committed to Iowa State when they were practicing and preparing for that bowl game in, in Boise. Okay. I was in I was a senior in high school. But yeah, didn't didn't make it to that one.
1: How much uh, do the does the bowl preparation account for your following season? What what kind of impact is that going to have on some of these younger guys that uh, maybe didn't get as many reps during the during the season? Uh,
4: I mean, it's you know any any game time reps are good. I mean, now it's so different for the guys because of the portal um, and kids opting out. You know what I mean and not playing in bowl games so. Uh, when I played, everybody played. Like, so you was always your best guys, no matter what, because, um, you know, for everybody back then, that was kind of like their all-star game, and that was your chance to finally be able to be seen, you know, on, on a major network at some point by, you know, some scouts or whatever you wanted to do. So, um, you know, it's always good to head into the next season, get a lot of young guys in so they can get some playing time. But, like I said, it's so different now versus then. So, yeah. Um, you know, for the guys now, our team is so young. I don't think we have anybody opting out, so it'll be good for those guys to keep the momentum going heading into the new year.
1: Yeah, I think for the most part, our entire team's going to be intact for the bowl game. Outside of, I've heard some rumors that maybe TJ Tampa is still sort of comp- contemplating what his next step's going to be and whether he'll play in the bowl game and or get ready for the draft. So hopefully we see him down in Memphis Marcus, how about you in terms of any of those tournaments that you may have gone to? Uh, I imagine you're probably flying in, flying out, or going in for a couple of games and flying back out. Did you have any opportunities to do any destination tours or or visits at Disney World or anything? No, like
2: that? no. What the first first weekend we were in Minneapolis, and then the second we were in Detroit. Um, But, no, I didn't – I mean, during that time, I was just mainly focused on playing basketball and and winning a national championship. So I wasn't, you know, born and raised in Detroit. But when we went to Detroit, I wasn't even trying to go out then. Um, In Minnesota, there there was a a mall right across the street that, you know, we can go across the street to get something to eat or something like that or go to a shoe store, hang out in the mall for a little bit. But other than that, no, I, I really didn't. Didn't try to focus on anything but winning, um, and you know that's basically it. Plus, I mean it was cold as ever in both of those places, so you know you you weren't try, you weren't trying to go out and have fun. Then you were just trying to do what you had to do to to advance to the next city. Yeah,
1: Brent, did you have any players that were sort of contemplating their next steps and deciding whether to play, or was it more common back then that? And I don't want to call you an old man, but Times have changed a little bit where players now they're thinking about that, right? They're thinking about yeah. their career after college and what that might look like. And so they're making some of these financial decisions. Did, mm-hmm. did, were there any players on your teams that were faced with that?
4: None at all. Like I was saying earlier, it's for us, everybody played. It was always our best guys. You know, if you were a starter, you played whatever. But um, like I said, times have changed so much. So a lot of these guys are, you know, Quite honestly, getting a chance to go play in senior bowls and, and do those things, and they're paying better attention to their bodies and themselves, right? <laughs> than we did back then. It was one of those. It is what it is. We got to play, um, mm-hmm. and that was the only way to get you know kind of recognized and noticed. So, no, never never had a guy sit out. Honestly, everybody played because it was like our Super Bowl, right? It was a chance for us to get get after it one more time. A lot of the seniors kind of sent them out on a high note, so. Get that bling, man. Hmm.
1: Any predictions for the game on Saturday mm-hmm. or on uh, next week? I'm so used to saying Saturday, but the fact is, it's a Friday game.
2: Is it a Friday game? What? Why are we? Why are we in Memphis? Is there a reason why that happened, or?
1: Uh, so there's a pecking order for teams um, for the Big Twelve Bowl Alliance. And so there's a certain pecking order of each of those bowls. And that's the one that uh, we were either selected or assigned to however you want to look at. I think if you're at if you talk to Memphis and Liberty Bowl, I'm sure they're excited to have us because they know that we travel very well. Um, and while well, Jamie last week had said that ticket sales were a little bit slower than in prior years, um, five years ago when we were down there, it was literally. I mean, the stadium was packed and I cannot overemphasize that enough. It was packed literally split right down the middle. You could see the dividing line between Memphis fans and Iowa state fans. So, um, that, that's, that's a, that's the bowl we are going to. I think a lot of, a lot of Iowa state fans are pretty excited to be able to have a chance to go there because it's, it's a drivable, uh, weather is starting to to shape up a little bit. And I think the forecast right now is mid fifties pickoff. And so it should be a great game. Uh, the last time we were down there is probably the coldest Liberty bowl game ever. Um, just, I, I think the the high temperature that day was probably the lower twenties. It, it was pretty cold then.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Damn. No thanks.
2: Yeah, I don't miss that yeah. <laughs> at it's all. Going
1: to worst than going to a quote warm weather site and then having to layer on all these additional clothes and <laughs> hand warmers with yeah. you.
4: All right. Yeah, I'll take my street report in Houston any day of the week at <laughs> <laughs> that time well, of year. Uh, you should,
1: uh, uh, Brent, but there was a year. It was a, it was the Alabama game. We went down there for it. That was a cold game too. Yeah,
4: yeah. How
1: when, long ago was
2: played, that? Uh, that was an 01,
4: was it? Yeah, two thousand one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure was. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we drove all the way down there. Uh, there was some different, you know, the alumni association and the athletic department does a really good job of putting together different programs for our fans to visit. And if anyone's listening or watching. Go ahead and, and get signed up for some of those. I know that the We Will Collective is, is hosting an event. Uh, Cyclone Fanatic is hosting an event. Um, Jamie had said last week, if you haven't heard that episode yet, I encourage everyone to go back and listen to it because it was really informative and a lot of fun to hear his stories about how he uh, recruited or helped uh, recruit uh, both Brock uh, to the program and, and Tyrese uh, Halliburton. But um, – I believe that the schedule is on Wednesday night. There's some sort of activities, unofficial events uh, on Beale street Thursday at the, uh, there's a baseball park, the AAA stadium with the Cardinals, AAA affiliate plays Uh, that stadium will be packed full of Iowa state fans. Um, It's free to get in. You just show up. um, And I think the doors open at 10 or 10 30 that morning. They'll probably have an hour, hour and a half program. Um, and then that will lead out to the parade, which is early afternoon. And then um, usually just off of Beale Street, there's this open area park that there'll be a battle of the bands where they'll bring out the Iowa State band. They'll bring out the Memphis band and they'll get both, both uh, fan bases uh, excited for the, for the game. And um it's gonna be a lot of fun, definitely. And then of course the game on Friday kickoff at two thirty, um in the stadium itself.
2: Wow, Battle of the Bands. I didn't I didn't know I would say participated in something like that. <laughs>
1: I don't know if they call it Battle of the Bands, but that's,
2: that's more that's this more grammar state university. I, I was gonna right.
4: say that's not a – yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Well not the it, it,
1: It's not,
4: no, it's not quite the voice. It's just all the band. Not the, not the ocean, of soul and uh, none of
1: that. that. No. And uh, I'm sure the players, uh, a couple of the captains, if not the entire team will make an appearance as well. So they'll, uh, as you're familiar with Brad, they'll, uh, you know, they want to keep you guys on a schedule and, and make sure that you're well rested for the game, but same token, you're, you're deserving those those players are deserving and some of the accolades and and some of the cheers that that we as fans want to give to them and show some appreciation for their efforts throughout the year and giving us a chance to go to memphis and uh, cheer them on in a bowl game Mm -hmm. absolutely all right so predictions for the game
4: uh score predictions
1: score predictions.
4: Mm, 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 mm. Let's see. Let's go 27-13.
1: Good
2: guys. <laughs> yeah. I, it's always hard good. for me to do. I, I I've never I hadn't seen Memphis play this year. So I mean, of course I I, I definitely want the victory. Um I, it's hard to do score predictions for me. I just want to do it. <laughs> That's, That's it.
4: To do it. Don't matter. Just one more than the other guy.
2: That's right. That's right. If it's I'm two gonna, to zero, we'll, I'm take, gonna say we'll take that win. <laughs> hey. yes, sounds sir. like an Iowa yeah. fan. Hey, two
1: to zero. Hey. Hey. I'm going to say All 31 right. to 20. Um, from what I understand, Memphis's quarterback is a pretty dynamic um, thrower and runner and really the offense centers around him. And I think that our defense does a really good job with those types of Quarterbacks. Um, mm-hmm. Typically, we do a really good job with our linebacking crew to shadow those type of uh, athletes that are at the quarterback position. And I think that our offense has been on a roll, and we'll continue that. And I think we'll we'll control the ball for most of the game. And um, I think we'll come out ahead.
2: So I want the Dove. That's it.
1: Totally agree. All right, so we're going to go uh, hear a word from our sponsor, and then I am going to come back and talk a little bit about some of the other bowl games that are going on with the New Year's Six Bowls and, and get your thoughts. If Mark, is sure, I know you're a big uh, Michigan fan, <laughs> so we'll come back on the other side and hear you guys' thoughts on the other games that uh, will be played here coming up in the next couple of weeks.
0: Why take the best corn in the world and make it into fuel when you could make it into whiskey? That's the question that launched Rebelton. Iowa's most visible and fastest-growing distillery. Owners Rob and Christy Taylor embrace the grain-to-glass philosophy, sourcing ingredients locally and overseeing on-premises production and bottling at their facility in Osceola. One sip and you'll agree that Rebelton's handcrafted whiskeys, gins, and vodkas are the best you've ever tasted. And with the launch of their rye whiskey, made with 100% Iowa grown rye and corn, and their new bourbon coming soon, there's more Revelton to love than ever. Iowa's own Revelton Distillery. ReveltonDistillery.com The great thing about working from home is working from home. The worst thing is working from home, especially for face to face collaborations with customers and co-workers. workers. And let's face it coffee shop meetings are neither private nor professional so skip the trip to Starbs and investigate Gravitate co-working space. For more than 10 years, Gravitate has provided large and small office and conference spaces, perfect for hosting meetings, workshops, or other events, as well as private phone booths for confidential conversations. Plus, all spaces include secure fiber internet, free coffee, and access to a kitchenette. All you need is your laptop. Gravitate does the rest. And renting space at Gravitate is surprisingly affordable, an hour of office space costs about the same as venti caramel macchiatos and breakfast sandwiches for two. Daily and monthly rates are also available with no long-term commitment. Learn more at gravitatecoworking.com. That's gravitatecoworking.com. Oh, All right, man, y'all
4: changing, here. man. That's crazy. These commercials are getting way too, way too professional. That means some money coming in here. Let's get it. I need it. I like that. Oh, oh, look who pops on. Look who pops on instantly. <laughs> look, it don't take no. That's why you're on mute and we can't hear nothing. Yeah, you're saying.
3: I, I called it <laughs> a favor to somebody that's an actual professional. I paid uh, him off with Revelton
1: whiskey. That's what I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, in, in the gravitate co working space, you know, um, being in business, sometimes it is tough to be able to find space, particularly if you're a smaller business or you're everyone's working remote it's, it's a great concept to be able to go in and, and schedule some of that space hold meetings i, I know there are times where uh, in, in my profession perhaps you need to schedule an, a meeting off-site uh where there's no prying eyes or ears out there and, and that's that's great for that as well so we appreciate appreciate gravitate being a, um, a sponsor for the program and of course revelton Boy, uh, grab yourself a Revelton on your way down to Memphis. You will not regret it. Um, they produce some great products uh, down in Osceola, Iowa, Maybe. and we're certainly proud to have them as a, as a sponsor of Inside of the Storm. So thank you, Rob and Chrissy Taylor, for that. Um, New York Six Bowl games. Chris, didn't know if you had a graphic for us to be able to go off of as we give some of our predictions for these games that are coming up. And Chris decides Okay. All right. So we'll get things going here. But um, we sort of teed this up for you, Marcus, a little bit. But Michigan, Alabama. I think that's <laughs> one of the headliners. And I thought it was fascinating when they announced the teams. You yeah. could just hear the the life sucked out of the Michigan Wolverines when they heard it was Alabama <laughs> that they were having to play.
2: Well, I, I mean, that's, that's – an ultimate test, you know, to face a, a team like Alabama. But if you get, if you get across that hurdle, then, you know, okay, we are what we, what we've expected or believe we, we've been all year long. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I think a lot of my family knew that if it wasn't going to be Iowa state, it probably would have been Michigan being from Michigan. Um, you know, Wolverines fan, growing up all my life, um, you know things like that. So being so close to home, but um, you know, it's it's definitely one of my favorite football teams. I'm definitely going to be rooting for them once that bowl game come. And I personally got them, you know, winning it all. I, I I really looking looking forward to you know, Coach Harbaugh really really getting across that hump. You know, he's done some great things. And some people may think he hadn't done some great things there at, at, at Michigan. But um, to get that program back to where um, it's used to being, you know, I remember when I was in, in a little kid growing up in Detroit, my uh, older brother uh, played high school football with uh, one of the Michigan greats, uh, Tyrone Wheatley. So since then I was always, you know, Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. And, you know, just – it was just a different direction for me once it was time for me to choose my university, which you know, through and through without my heart inside my heart I feel like I made the the correct choice. So I definitely you know, don't feel no ill will about that. But if it wasn't, I would say that probably would have made his way back to Michigan.
1: Okay. So you're taking the Homer pick on with the Michigan Wolverines. Yep. Brett, what about you? I'm
4: gonna be honest, I don't know. I, I I'll say this though the winner of that game will win the will win it all in my opinion um I mean I think Washington is playing really well had a couple cliffhangers and then I watched Texas and they've been doing well but I it's it's all about the team that gets hot at the end and Alabama got hot and yeah. started figuring it out and started playing a little better so I mean I'd be honest well i take that back I'm I have to go with Bama so and that's simply because it's I just it's tough to to bet against Saban you know what I mean like a winning pedigree accounts for a lot and when you go and play in these big time games where you have to win um these type of games you know put a lot of stress on guys who aren't really ready for that limelight and not to say Harbaugh is not but I just it's hard to go against Saban because that dude is is a true winner and um and I gotta root for my for for the young guy Kate Proctor so the young Iowa boy out there doing his thing as a as a true freshman starting for Alabama and um and he's come along so so well. Um so yeah, gotta go Bama man.
1: You had a nice tweet a couple of weeks ago just reminding everybody of how far he's come and don't count him out. And sure enough, he's he's showing some value there. Uh because he's still a true freshman, isn't he?
4: Yeah, he's a true freshman. He was just playing down here for a championship last year. <laughs> State That's title remarkable. last year, so
1: yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I'm going with Alabama, and the reason for that is mm-hmm. I think they've got a chip on their shoulder. You know, I think they've heard the naysayers all season long. I agree, they've gotten hot. I'm not sold on Michigan and the Big Ten in particular. They, I, I'm just not a Big Ten guy anymore. They, it, it feels like an inferior conference. I don't know that Michigan's schedule. Outside of Ohio State, I don't think Penn State was all that. I don't think the rest of their schedule was was particularly great, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Alabama to win as well. But which means Michigan will probably blow them out. Uh, all right, Texas, Washington. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start there. I, I I would agree. I think Texas is gonna win. Um, you talk about being hot, Brent. That's probably one of the hottest teams in the country as well, and they just they they came out in that big 12 championship game and looked, they looked incredible. I I think they too have a chip on their shoulder and I not taking anything away from Washington, but um, I think Texas has all the key skills at every key position, including up front. I, and I think they're just going to control that game um, top to bottom and they're going to, they're going to win out on that game. You guys' thoughts.
2: Um, well, like you said, you know Texas played really well in the end, um, the Big Twelve team. So I'm going to be de- definitely rooting for them for for being in the Big Twelve currently right now. <laughs> but um, you know, it, it just seems it just seems like those those games, Washington games, were a little too close for me. You know, pretty much all year long. Um, yeah. You know, nothing against them. I mean, you know, the quarterback played extremely well all year long. Um, but, you know, when, when it comes down to this time, it's it's always going to be, you know, we, we thought TCU were, was ready for, you know, the challenge last year, and we saw what happened with that. So, you know, hopefully we don't get any games like that um, this year in the playoffs. You know, we, we're, we're definitely looking for some some good, good games. Uh, as I look at the schedule now, I, I didn't even know Ole Miss and, you know, Penn State was that high in terms of getting in you know, the the six uh, bowl games. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it to see, you know, the outcome of, the, of that Washington-Texas game. But like you said, they, they played extremely well down the stretch. And, you know, once, once you learn how to grind those type games out, then, you know, the momentum is still is, – is definitely rolling with you.
1: Brent, any predictions for Texas-Washington for you? He's having technical difficulties.
2: Yeah, he said he oh, couldn't God. hear. I don't uh, know yeah. if his headphones got got a so, look.
1: I'm reading here, Denny. you were asking a great question. What's your opinion on the sign stealing and, and should Michigan still be in the hunt? Uh, Marcus, let's have you take that one.
2: Well, I, I mean, what really came of that, or what was the situation with it? I mean, you know, was well, he it, was
1: suspended. Well,
2: uh-huh. he was suspended because he's the captain of the ship. You know, he's he's not gonna, you know not take responsibi- responsibility of it all. So, I mean, I, I still to this day don't know what really took place. I know, you know, uh, a coach was fired or a coach resigned or, you know, the player still was there. So we, we don't know exactly what occurred. You know, I, I think if some of the players saw what was going on and it was actually that then they would probably felt you know, they wouldn't. I, I feel like they wouldn't have had his back as much if it was exactly what, you know, the masses assume or think it is. If it's something a little bit different, then, you know, the players are, are, are going to respond a little bit different. So, you know, I, I remember some stuff was going on like in, in, in the NFL and a couple of guys had a podcast. I forget who the guys were. And there was like some science still in this stuff. And then, oh, well, I think it was with Josh McDaniels when he was a coach somewhere and he was, doing some science stealing or something like that and the guys was like you know I knew we weren't that good because you you know his thing just didn't seem right and I think for Michigan, you know the, the guys feel like they are that good and they really wasn't getting this help this kind of science stealing help or whatever whatever was going on as as much as people are thinking so I really I like I said I really don't know what happened with that uh, I I mean they're, they're still in the top 4 so we're just going to continue to roll on and, and see what happens
1: Well, it sounded like they were sending this guy out to different stadiums or people that were working for him and going to different stadiums. So it's one thing to be able to look on TV and try to Mm -hmm. steal signs. It's another thing to, like, get to the stadium, try to get access to the sidelines, and then try to steal signs that way. And I think that's what they were caught for, essentially.
2: Yeah, and like I said, I I mean – I don't know what's all into sign-stealing, you know, play still. Listen, I've been to, I've in the game, true story, with, you know, Tim Floyd and Larry Stacey both where, you know, Kansas has run a play against us, and we've called a timeout, and they drew it up on the board, and we called it Kansas and ran it against Kansas and beat Kansas. So I don't know if that's sign-stealing or if it's just, you know, ingenuity of, of – us being a better team and just executing better on what you putting out on, on the court or on, on the field or whatever. So I really can't even, you know, explain, you know, how that even works or how that goes. All
1: right. Well, we will move on because, um, it's Michigan and it's, uh, not the big 12. So we'll, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Uh, Ohio state, Missouri, uh, they play. Yeah, I know. Um, actually I think will be a better game than yeah. what we might be able to give them credit for. But, um, you know, I, Ohio state, if memory serves me, their quarterback transferred uh, or entered the transfer portal. So they're going to be going with a backup quarterback. I'm not quite certain about Missouri.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. The, the starting quarterback for Ohio state entered uh, the portal.
1: Yeah. I think I read that, which is somewhat surprising to, you know, again, I, This whole transfer era or portal era, I'll be curious to see what this looks like next year when we're in this 12 team playoff Mm -hmm. because Ohio state this year would have been in that 12 team playoff and to, to have that chance for a national championship and to cut out on your team just doesn't feel right. I mean, how would you feel as a player if your starting quarterback said, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and transfer and you're still battling for a national title, you know. Right. You talk about some of the players that you played with on that uh, on that great uh, Iowa State team in 2000. Could you imagine some of those players going, yeah, I'm going to no. go ahead and transfer out? And you're thinking, I'm trying to get to the final four, guys. What, what are you doing? Right.
2: Yeah, that dynamic is weird. It's extremely weird. Like I said, if if they go back to where the guys have to sit out of the year uh, or g- girls – you know, because it's more than just being uh, athletics. But if if the student athletes would have to sit out a year, I guarantee you, it will slow down that transfer portal a whole lot. I mean, if they, I think if the transfer portal is going to be there, it needs to with the NILs and everything that that is drawing players away. Um, it needs to go back to the way it was in the, in the beginning, where you have to sit out a year. And so now that puts the responsibility on the, the next university to, well, are we going to, you know, commit to this student athlete and it puts a lot on the student athlete as well. You know, am I going to sit out that year in order to, you know, get that plan time back? I don't, I don't care if you, if you let them remain with that eligibility, but I mean, make them sit at least one year because it is, it's getting ridiculous right now.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm going to say Ohio State. I, I don't feel good about it, um, but I, I'm going to come back to that chip on the shoulder. Uh, I, you know, I, I think they're pissed that they lost that Big Ten championship game to Michigan. I think they want to come out and prove something. Um, not, to be honest, I haven't really seen Missouri play, uh, but um, I, I just feel better about those teams that have something to prove.
2: Yeah, um, but Missouri always have tough teams, and you know to be, you know in this top twelve, I mean, what is it twelve? Yeah, twelve teams, you know, without Ohio State having, you know, their starting quarterback, I think it's going to be a dogfight. I think it's going to be, you know, one of those games to where it's going to come down to the end, and you know Missouri is tough enough to to sneak it out in the end. So that's going that's going to be a, a really exciting one to watch. Who do you choose? I'm going to go with Missouri. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like the Florida State thing. You know, if, if the starting quarterback that's been there all year had a phenomenal year is not there in the end, I just can't see Florida State beating Georgia, you know, um, without him and, you know, with the team that Georgia has. And I'm, I'm going to say the same thing for Ohio State versus Missouri. So I'm, I'm going to pick Missouri. All
1: right. All right, and then in the Peach Bowl on December 30th, uh, Penn State against Ole Miss. Uh, you see again.
2: I'm going to pick Ole Miss. You know, I, I really, really like Lane Kiffin. He, you know, he, he's he's a funny guy. He, you know, he's definitely a funny guy, but he knows football. He knows football. He's one of those, you know, younger coaches that, you know, who, who worked his way through the ranks and things like that, but he knows football, and he has really turned that the program around, um, those guys love them down there and they, they they love playing, you know, hard for them. And I think Ole Miss is going to pull that one out.
1: All right, I'm going against you. I'm going to go Penn State. I'm not a huge Penn State fan, but I'm – Lane Kiffin for me is a guy that, like, he can build a program. I think he can see some success. I just don't know that he's a bowl game coach. So that's where I'm going to – I'm going to choose Penn State.
2: Well, I mean, he either got to be one or he's not going to be one. So if if he hadn't had much success before, you know, it's time for him to start having success now. So I think that that ball club down there, he's really built that team into uh, being competitors the last couple of years. And, you know, they're they're being rewarded uh, in one of these uh, New New Year games.
1: All right, our next game is Florida State, Georgia in the Orange Bowl. You know, of all the games that are being played, I have to say this is the one I'm most looking forward to seeing. It's two teams with chips on their shoulder. You know how I feel Mm -hmm. about that. Florida State is angry. They want to be there. However, they're missing a ton of players that have either entered the transfer portal or declared for the draft. I'll be curious to see how they react. If I were to bet money, I'm going to say Georgia. But this is a game I really want to see.
2: I'm going to say Georgia. Um, you know, to lose that game against Alabama and didn't fall out of the top four. You know, something that I I think is a bigger chip. You know, with 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 them versus you know Florida State and not having so many players in their QB one. So, you know, I, I think it, I think they're going to pretty much steamroll them and and you know make that point that you know they should have been still in the top four. Um, even though they lost to Alabama late into the season, and
1: then the last game on the docket for us, uh, the Fiesta Bowl, uh, played on Monday, January first, down in Arizona. Of course, our Iowa State Cyclones were there in uh, what 2000, 2001. Oregon, Liberty, um, boy, Liberty's a good uh, feel feel good story, but I gotta pick Oregon in the Pac-12.
2: Yeah, the same. You know, Bo Nix is is definitely you know has led that team to you know great success this year. Um, they had a, a couple of tough tough losses throughout the year, but I mean that you know that's how it is in college football. You're going to have to match up against some of the top teams. You know, it's going to go one way or the other. Um, they're still in one of the the, the top games uh, of the year, and I, I just think the two different programs is just you know, top to, tops and bottoms of of what, you know, to expect for those two, two programs. You, you you love the, the story of, of what Liberty has done all year long. Uh, con- congratulations to them without a doubt. But, you know, when you, when they step out there with that Oregon team, I think it's going to be, you know, uh, a tough game for them.
1: Any predictions for you? And, and there's a school out east, I can't remember their name. I think they were black and gold. Uh, but they're playing the Tennessee Volunteers in the Citrus Bowl.
2: Hmm.
1: Any bets between the uh, what's it? Oh, the Hawkeyes. Yeah, that's right, the Hawkeyes <laughs> playing the
2: Volunteers. Uh, oh, that's going to be a tough one. Um, a- a- as much as I, I think Tennessee is going to win. I-, I think Iowa has had a a hard time moving the ball this year, scoring points. We we've seen that. Um, De- defensive has always been stellar for them. Um, but just, just being able to move the ball has been an issue. Maybe, you know, they, they've got some rest in the last couple of weeks, or whatever that they could help. But um, I think, you know, Tennessee is going to pull that one out.
1: I'm going to go Iowa on this one. It, it just, they continue to win ugly. They play ugly. I think they want to win out. And I, I think it's an ugly scoring game. I like seventeen to fifteen, something weird. But I think Iowa pulls this out somehow, some way. They find a way.
2: Well, the the things things to me in the situations where you know, like you said, they went, went ugly. Those are are typical. You know, tough teams during during the year where when other teams may be banged up, or if we're all banged up, where you know the stronger and better banged up team. But once you've given teams time to, you know, recuperate and heal and, you know, get energy and things like that, it's maybe a little bit different. So that's the thing, you know, that may be the equalizer towards what they can provide for uh, themselves on the defensive end. I just, I just feel like, you know, Tennessee is going to come out fresh and, you know, just outscore.
1: You know, I can hear your former playing days at Iowa State because your your team's kind of played that way—low scoring, very physical, mm-hmm. uh, just tended to beat people up, and found always found a way to win. Right?
2: Yeah. Um, I, I I remember you know telling someone the other day, um, like the game down in Kansas, like I during those times I I really didn't focus on scoring or or anything like that, it, it was just the mentality that we had to have as a whole entire team and what we're going to have to do. If the double team or the triple team or the quadruple team was coming, I had to be willing enough to be mentally focused to move the ball and trust control and Mike and, you know, Jamal and Stevie and everyone else that was out there to make a play. And those are the type of games that when you get this far into the season – you have to be disciplined enough for it. Um, I, I remember watching, you know, I, I guess clips of it not too long ago. And me, I think I had like three or four dunks in that game, and I just don't even remember them because, like, in games like that, dunk, dunks are far and few in between. And I think, like, in the second half, like in my on my third dunk, you know, I heard the announcer say, you know, um, you know, Pfizer with nine points, and we were in the second half, you know, and at that <laughs> time, you know, I'm. I'm leading the conference and scoring, but it, it was not even a focus. Oh, I gotta score, I gotta score. Like it just came in a situation where Jamal had made penetrated and you know defense helped over and, and he dropped it to me and and just it was just that time and that point where I can get up and dunk the ball. And it's feet on the ground, running back on defense. It's just that kind of focus that you gotta have in these type of games. And and you know, if, if you don't focus that hard, then you know just a little during that game. We were down by a lot in, in the last, and then Jamal got a couple steals and then that changed the whole momentum. And before you know it, we were down one and, you know, the rest is history. Once we took the lead. And, you know, these are the type of games that you look forward to playing
1: in. Well, yeah. When that defense is suffocating the offense, that can be very um, frustrating it, it it and provide more energy to your offense because, they know they have got a phenomenal defense back there supporting them, and yeah. that's kind of how I see Iowa. Is that that defense is so good, and I think that they want to win, and 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 send out Brian Ferentz as a winner. And you know, I think that they love Coach Ference. and mm-hmm. you, you, I just I see that defense cranking it up again, and the offense doing just enough, and probably getting a defensive score somehow. Um, so that's sort of how I see the Iowa game turn out. Well, but we, we, uh, we shall see. Yeah. Hey, before we jump into some of the funny games with some Christmas and and we'll talk a little bit about our favorite Christmas movies, but did you see that uh, Deion Sanders was named the sports illustrated sports person of the year?
2: No, I didn't. I did.
1: He, he was, uh, I, I think I was a little bit surprised by that. Um, you know, he, they won four, a whole four games at Colorado. And I, I would argue that both coaches in Iowa uh, d- had a better coaching job than Deion Sanders did in Colorado. And I get that Deion has a show on Amazon Prime and Matt Campbell does not. But uh, you look at coaching jobs and, you know, we had players that were suspended due to, due to some weird gambling allegations that they decided to pick on just those athletes on sure. on our teams. And, uh, you know, had some players that were injured and just we ended up in a bowl and we lost a stink in Ohio early in the year. Now, Ohio ended up winning. I think they ended up winning 10 games in a bowl game. So they ended up being a pretty good Mac team uh, at the end of the day. But um, I would argue that our coaches did a better job than than Deion Sanders.
2: Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're living in a world where everything is click this, click that, like this, like that. Um, ads, ads, ads. So, you know, it's one of those things that is going to bring bring in and draw an attention, you know, to a different situation. Um, it's, a, it's a feel-good story, you know, him coming from his background and being at Jackson State and I, Colorado, where they won one game the year before, and now to win four games was, you know, a big deal for them. So now they're continuously building. So you got to keep that momentum. Um, and, and like I said, I, I didn't hear anything about it, you know, uh, congratulations to him or whoever else was nominated and things like that. But, you know, it, it, it's just the situation of the world and, and how things go in terms of you know, social media and, you know, the media and all of that. It, it's not surprising. Um, you know, a, a lot of players or a lot of coaches who who should be in positions to win it may, may be overlooked. But, you know, we're going to keep trucking along and, and continue to have our success and, you know, wish them the best at Colorado as well.
1: I'm looking forward to them uh, rejoining the Big uh, 12, the yeah. old Big Eight, but uh, rejoining the conference and uh, being able to to uh, face them. And hopefully Deion is still there when we have a chance to play them in football. Now, Sporting News seemed to have a uh, they seem to hit it, and I think this was a more fair representation. But uh, Angel Reese with LSU and Caitlin Clark were named the I'm not sure if it was a co Sports Athletes of the Year, but uh, Sporting News named them today as their athletes of the year. And I think that was a more fair representation of what we've seen throughout the entirety of, uh, of the calendar year in terms of um, athletics and and uh, what they've been able to bring to the women's game. And just um, they're fun to watch. I mean, yeah, and mm-hmm. I know that they can be polarizing players on both sides of the spectrum, but at the end of the day, you want to watch them play.
2: Well I, I I think I think people take take it a little far uh, in terms of how polarizing they're alleging them to be. Um if they were if they were men, it'd probably look be a little bit different. Like I don't get I don't get into the being lady like or non-lady like. Hey Marcus, I think you've
1: been you've been put on mute.
2: Hello. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Um, they're basketball players. They're hoopers. So it, it's not. They're not going out there to to be polite or anything like that. Like if, if the men can can be that forceful and you know talk junk and you know be successful, why can't th- they be the same? Now, and I'm sure you know once they get off the court, they're different people. People tell me all the time, "Hey, you're so different than what I thought on, on you were on the floor. You look so menace." Like I, you know, I have to focus on. I, got, I I. can't be the guy that, you know, have a lot of fun or play a lot of games. I have to focus on what I got to focus on to, in order to have the success. Then when that time is over, the time is over. So I don't I never looked at, you know, them playing against each other or how, you know, people were saying Caitlin was acting towards it. Like that's that's camaraderie. That's competitiveness. You know, she can play like she can really play. Um, sorry to say, for you know, a uh, Lady Hawkeye, but at the same time, you know, you know, you got to give respect where, where respect is due, and you know, for them to right now in in college basketball for for the females, they are really representing well, and I'm looking forward to the season getting farther uh, down the line to see you know where they're going to ultimately end up. Hopefully, we get a rematch from last year, but I think people are taking it a little bit too far. I mean, let the, let the ladies play. You know, just like you let the men play. You know, they're not spitting in each other's faces or anything like that. Yeah, they're women, but at the same time, you know, they're hoopers and only thing I see out there is them them hooping.
1: And I would argue that both of those athletes raised the game of the women's sport and brought more Mm -hmm. eyeballs to the screens than Deion Mm -hmm. Now Deion did quite a bit, don't get me wrong, but I, I think that sporting news um I think they hit the nail on the head by deeming those two athletes as their Athletes of the Year versus D. Yeah,
2: yes. And, you know, like you said, the the, the women's game, I, I've always been a fan uh, of it. Um, you know, the, they're really, really growing in popularity. Uh, one of my uh, uh, teammates in the Chicago Bulls, uh, A.J. Guyton, his daughter, uh, just committed and signed in and signed at Iowa. Um, so, you know, I'm she's am sorry. A, I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) She's a she's a polarizing player in high school and we're looking for her to have success and everything at Iowa, just not against Iowa State. But, you know, uh, definitely a shout out to her and uh, the things that, you know, she's done to, um, you know, put herself in that position and, and, you know, following the footsteps and being able to, you know, following the footsteps of a player like Caitlin. So it's, it's big. It's, it's extremely big. The, the sport is definitely growing, you get a lot more eyes. And um, I'm looking forward to, you know, it getting bigger and bigger.
1: All right. So we, as we head out for the holidays, we've got uh, Christmas coming up. Yep. This is a big debate on a lot of shows. And we're one of those. I, I love seeing this <laughs> back and forth top three Christmas movies and Chris, I don't know if you've got clips of any of these that we can share uh, to try to get some guesses going. I had sent you mine directly um, but I think it's worthwhile to share what our top three Christmas movies are. I got them. I got them. All right.
3: All right. Who do you want to go first? You want to go with yours, Dave?
1: Uh Let's go with Brent who's not here. We'll okay. get it started.
3: And- uh let's not do that because i just closed out of his because he wasn't on here Okay, <laughs> so,
2: i'll give you Martin, his i'll give you his big.
3: his was home alone uh his was uh i gotta look again uh friday after next and polar express those were his three and uh, i now have to watch friday after next <laughs> like, actually, I should probably watch Friday first because I haven't seen that.
1: <laughs> yeah, <enough>. yeah. <laughs> aren't there three Friday movies now? Yeah, but I, might be, they're, yeah. they're
2: they're not necessarily like the sequel type of, you know, like it's one one setting, then it's the next setting, then it's the next setting. So you're you're probably okay. We're watching Friday after next and just getting it just of Friday
3: after next. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, so. so-
1: we can go with Marcus's if you want. All right, because this is going to bring up a lot of discussion. I'm looking forward to this one. <laughs> okay. All right, so this is uh, number
0: one. The holiday spirit. Willie's really, never had it. It's not real.
4: Well, it was real. I got sick and all the hair fell. <laughs> uh, of course.
0: How'd you get sick?
4: I loved a woman that wasn't clean.
3: Mrs. Santa.
4: Mrs. Santa. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's reindeer. stable.
3: Where's the stable? <laughs> The shop.
0: How do they sleep? Are you messing with me? There's
4: something about the guy that makes me
0: uneasy. Now, a hopeless kid. Wedgie. And a Santa nobody liked. Oh. Are teaching each other a lesson? Is that your underwear?
2: Part of it. Where the hell is the rest Don't <laughs> <laughs> tell me. I don't
4: want to know. <laughs> You're you gonna learn to stand up for yourself. Oh no. Scream at him. Ah Jeez. he is pathetic. Scream! Be loud! Ah! Oh, the... What's wrong with you? It's just a kid. Oh, I told you I didn't want to do this. Oh, good.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the naughtiest guy in town just might discover.
4: He's a really sweet kid, isn't he? Yeah, I
0: guess so. How to be nice.
4: Good night, Santa. Good night, Mrs. Santa's sister.
0: <laughs> Santa! <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton, Bernie Mac, Tony Cox, Bad Santa.
2: I beat
4: up some kids today, but it's for a purpose. Make me feel good about myself. You need many years of
3: therapy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got to find that on Netflix.
1: I have not seen that since it first came out. Man. I'm watch that one.
3: Yeah, I think that's. I think I've seen it one time. Mm-hmm. So. Uh that's his number
1: good. two. That's a good one, Marcus. I uh I I missed that one off my list altogether.
2: That one right there is a good one.
1: Number two is one I've never heard of before. So
3: we'll play the trailer and then we'll
2: you told them six o'clock, right? You should have
3: told them four because then they would have been here on time. Yeah,
2: that that's one of the ones I have to watch with my wife. Oh, Merry <laughs> There's nothing like the holidays.
3: Hey everybody, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas!
4: You got a name, Holmes? Um,
3: um, She did all very <laughs> <bit more> articulate. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: to make you want to come home.
1: <laughs>
3: What's with that thing, man? My ladies.
4: You
2: want to spend time with brother. <laughs> Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. You mind, though.
1: Just pass the plate over here and I'll chew it for him, too. <laughs> Shut yeah. up. Oh, oh,
2: God, God. God.
4: And nothing like your relatives. What are you doing? Your mother's house? Bad you. <laughs> Make you wish. Where you going? Out. I'm coming with. I'm
2: good by myself. Thanks.
4: I want to go too. We're going.
2: You hadn't. <laughs> you now I just gotta find the right way and the time to tell her. That's all.
4: Them young girls, they don't forget it. Well, I'll be damned. It's impossible for that boy to be honest with you. Honest about what? Where's Claude?
0: He's in wolf He's in jail. I came home because I promised Sandy i Sandy.
3: Do I know you? That's your daughter in law. This is not funny. No, it's not, but I'm going to keep drinking until
0: it is. <laughs> is everybody
3: keeping secrets from me now? Sit <laughs> <Hey. Yeah. laughs> up when I'm talking to you.
2: This November.
3: Y'all want me to make something? No.
2: Merry Christmas.
3: What is it, baby, that you can't exactly tell me?
4: There's no place you were pretty naughty last night, but uh, Santa can't say it wasn't nice. <laughs> you slept with Santa, technically. Yes. Ho ho ho!
3: Like <laughs> I've never seen her this happy. She's loving that everybody's here. I hope
4: that every Christmas is as wonderful hey. as this Christmas.
0: We'll get together to make the this Christmas.
2: That's a that's a that's an icon. The kids
3: leave Santa. He's
2: hard iconic
3: <laughs> yes
1: we <Lee> we <Lee. laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: crazy those good That's one of the feel-good I, ones
1: I, I have to i i can't say i've seen that one i don't think i've seen it either okay that looked look fun though
3: number 3 is uh is probably my top one there we go the big <laughs>
0: It's Christmas Eve in LA. California. Is Daddy coming home soon? Well, we'll see what Santa and Mommy can do, okay? A New York cop John McLean has come to see his wife. Instead,
4: he's going to have to sleep her.
0: Within this skyscraper
4: high above the city, 12 terrorists have declared war. They're about to be to a lesson and the real. They're as brilliant. Because I am interested in the $640 million in your fault. As they are ruthless. But I'm telling you, you're just gonna have to kill me. Okay. We do it the hard way. Now, the last thing McLean wants think, think. is to be a hero. Where's Alex? But he doesn't
2: have a choice. What does he think he's doing? Oh, that's my favorite part.
0: They have already killed one hot fish. This channel
1: is reserved for emergency calls only. Lady, do I sound like I'm wearing a pizza? He's inside? Who is he? He's not
0: one here inside! Who are you then? You are most troublesome for a security guard. Yeah. sorry, involved guess, huh? Would you like to go for double jeopardy?
4: Do anything you have a chance against our mystic cowboy.
3: Yippee-ki-yay, mother... But oh, you just destroyed a building.
0: I am in charge of this situation. I got some bad news for you. Come up here and look like you're in charge of Jack. He is alone, he's tired, and he hasn't
3: seen distance squats from anybody down here. <laughs>
4: hey, pal, how you feeling? Little things being equal, i rather be in
3: And drive
2: somebody that crazy. Okay. Shoot the glass. Shoot the glass.
3: I took, uh, took oh, to the actual theater. They replayed it at the movie theater. Oh, last did year. they? Yeah. So I love oh, I the love debate
1: over Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Of course, it's a Christmas movie.
3: I The whole movie, <laughs>
1: the whole premise of the movie
3: could not happen if it wasn't Christmas time. Right. McLean's not going back for Arbor Day yes. celebrations, and they're not having a <laughs> armistice day party i mean they just none of that stuff would happen so
2: it's a christmas movie
1: that's right okay before you play mine chris i I just want to say die hard was on my honorable mention it has to be mentioned with the christmas movies the reason i did not put it in my top three is i would enjoy that it doesn't make my christmas complete if i don't watch it but because right. I watch that in the summer months, it's a it's a good movie to watch any time of the year. Honorable mention for me. So, Chris, <laughs> you want to start my maybe from top to bottom? Yep. Uh, number one is
3: my number yep. two, actually. And you probably don't have to play the entire clip, but I won't. Will. I told you, George, I'm your guardian
0: angel. <laughs> What is it you want, Mary? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down.
3: Welcome home, Mr.
4: Bailey. Mandel Hogwarts. I wish I had a million dollars.
1: So let me explain that one. It's a classic, of course. I, I growing up, I never watched that movie at all. It was black and white. I'm like, oh, that's black and white. That's for old people. That's not Mm. for me. And I didn't even watch it until at some point in college. Totally fell in love with it. There's a a love story. There's a sports component to it. There's a redemption piece. There's that look back of what my life could have been like. It's the way movies are supposed to be made. Tells a great story. And at the end, everything's wrapped up in a bow. So I all-time favorite Christmas movie. If I don't watch it during Christmas, it, Christmas didn't occur for in my in my house.
2: Nice.
3: I watched it uh every year with my dad and uh now Caitlin and I watch it every year on Christmas Eve. So it's 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 probably my top two. So uh believe it or not, the next one I absolutely cannot stand, but Dave picked it as his number two.
1: <laughs> I got into broadcasting
0: because I like
1: to give. Hey, that's my cat! Sometimes I find myself hurting from giving too much. Fire these people!
3: But it's Christmas.
1: Wow.
0: You are going to be visited by three ghosts. Expect the first one.
2: <laughs> Look at his face.
4: Now, tomorrow's bad for me, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: the ghost. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ghost oh, Christmas Present. I
2: had a funny feeling. I can't get the antlers glued onto this little guy. Have you tried staples?
1: Don't you dare!
3: you <laughs> 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 so happy, but so poor.
1: She made me do buries. Oh, maybe.
3: Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, uh,
1: May I? Uh. Oh, I'm having the
0: weirdest
1: day. Hmm. So that's kinda of, You know, obviously it's a it's a Christmas Carol. Taking it into a more modern time, it's Bill Murray at the height of his, uh, you know, stardom. He had done Caddyshack, he had done, um, or was pretty close to the, uh, oh, the movie with uh, Groundhog Day, which is probably mm-hmm. one of his best movies. So uh, definitely, it's not one I have to watch mm-hmm. every year, but it's definitely one that, if it's on during Christmas, I enjoy. I enjoy watching it.
3: Okay, number three is probably an all-time classic got to keep it Got to. and the movie's watch not that it. old we're calling no, it 20 classic. years 20 I, years
1: okay
3: oh it's
0: not a costume i'm an elf oh. well technically i'm a human but i was raised by elves new line cinema presents the story of one elf who's coming home for christmas Boy, can't wait to see my dad we're, we're gonna go ice skating and eat
3: sugar pops
0: <laughs> wham <laughs> <laughs> Sorry! Now...
4: I think someone sent you a Christmas gram. Dad!
0: We should call security. Good idea. (laughs) I like to whisper too. Buddy's experiencing a world he never knew existed. Buddy's your son. What am I going to do? He's certifiably (laughs) insane. Discovering what it takes to fit in. And going where no elf has gone before. What he needs is to be nurtured. Bring him home. Introduce him to Emily Michael how long do you think you'll be with us i was thinking like forever (laughs) (laughs) so
1: number one for me is always going to be it's a wonderful life and i struggled finding a top three so it was scrooge and elf but i've got honorable mention obviously the classic christmas vacation um, another sort of sneaky one that I would recommend is, um, the family man. It's a, it's a little bit of a, it's a wonderful life type of look back of what my life would have been like. It has Nicolas Cage in it. So if you're looking for another pick, uh, that's a, that's a pretty fun movie to watch. Um, when I went to Google other movies trading places came up and I thought oh that's a great movie I don't think of it as a Christmas movie but that's a that's a fun one to watch too I'll,
3: I'll give you a dark horse one that i I stumbled upon three years ago I watch it every year and I've already watched it twice this year and if you grew up in the 80s like me and Dave Marcus you're a little younger than we are uh this will <laughs> this this will uh this will really uh, bring back some memories here. Yeah, Marcus'
1: knees doesn't feel young. Dutch, not at all. Is the story of mine.
3: Okay, and they have baseballs on them. I see that. No, not those. (laughs) Nintendo. A maze of rubber wiring and electronic intelligence so advanced, it was deemed not a video game but an eight-bit entertainment system.
2: Eight. No Nintendo
3: in my house. I second that. Looks like a no-go on Nintendo.
4: I needed a Christmas miracle. The year was 1987.
3: Or was it 88? Super Bowl was in 86. Okay, does
4: it really matter, Dad?
3: Okay. The year was the late 80s. I was 11 years old. Did you wear a helmet? Yeah. We always wore helmets in the 80s. <laughs> and me and
4: my <laughs> friends would do anything just to play one.
3: Any of you huddled masters wanna play? <laughs> what have you brought me? Traceable. Cash money. It's the final
4: countdown. One thing became clear. I needed to get my own. Aww.
3: This is bigger than Christmas. The final countdown. This is our Vietnam. I don't think that means
4: what you think it means. I have no idea what it means. <laughs> We're gonna get mm-hmm. in so much trouble. Sometimes, during Christmas, just when you think that all hope is lost, something magical
2: happens
0: all out in 20 minutes.
2: Suddenly, one woman punched her grandma right in the throat. Same thing. Are you making all this up?
4: No, no, no way.
2: Hmm. Did you guys hear from the reselling contest? First prize is a brand new Nintendo Entertainment System. Ah! I'm gonna kill you! Hold on. Oh.
3: There are no rules. That Nintendo's mind. What do you want? Borrowed by a wreath. Ma, this kid thinks your wreath sucks! Video games yeah! have been doing all kinds of strange things to children. Yeah!
2: What? It
3: was the 80s. Stuff got real. Yeah! Hey. Red Dog, this is Bluebird. This is Remba One. What happened to Red Dog? I changed it. Well, let's
1: change names now. This is Millennium Falcon Super cool. Woo! Love
2: it. <laughs>
1: <Rated PG. laughs> I feel sheltered. I've never heard of that movie.
2: i have so never heard of it either.
3: It's on HBO. I, I the reason I kept playing the the uh the trailer, Dave, was like I I could see the puzzled look on your face. Right. You had no idea. It's on mm-hmm. HBO Max. So if you have HBO Max, I do not. Uh, I, I'll sneak you a login. <laughs> but <laughs> it is, it is, it might be getting up to my favorite. It it reminds me so much of my, of my youth and that time period. And there's a, there's a, there's a the subline in there. No, the ba- yeah. Well, it's, it, it's the late eighties. It's the late eighties. So, the so they were, were they, yeah, That's they were, still in, like, the they were but, still in the night Dicka.
2: It was so ridiculous. I mean, cause I remember getting my first Nintendo. And, and your mom, dad, grand, grandma, all, all of them were, they acted the same way about putting it on the TV. And that thing gonna mess my TV up. I said, yes. it's made to go on a TV. <laughs> like, t- why, why would you buy this and it goes on the TV, but you won't let me put it on the TV? My like, dad swore yes, up and down. it was
1: messing up.
3: My dad swore up and down that if it left on TV too long, it would burn into the screen. Yeah.
1: And, <laughs> and I was like, you Whatever. guys are spoiled. I, everyone in my neighborhood had Atari. I had it television, which it was That's great. That's what I, that I that had ColecoVision. Everyone yeah, had a I great system. Brother I had Intellivision.
2: Had that, yeah. Yep. The
3: the, this, the part of that story is, is that there's a kid, a rich kid in the neighborhood, and he has one and he and he's obnoxious and he's a, a jerk and he, you know, he, he bribes all his friends to, to come and play it, and they give him gifts. And I literally had a kid like that in my neighborhood. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so, all right, I'm out, I'll, I'll get out. I'll let you guys close out the show, but that if you haven't seen a big Christmas, you got to watch it.
1: All right. So we're getting everybody a little bit of a previous holiday movies, Christmas movies to watch, uh, to keep you entertained. Obviously the Cyclones play next, uh, Friday, two 30 Marcus. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, um, hosting with you in the site this week. Uh, we'll have some additional uh, content hopefully coming up with Three Beards Media as we hit the road next week with the Relton Road Trip. And I think that's it. As we close out this, this episode of In the Side of the Storm, thank you very much again to Gravitate Coworking. Uh, give those folks a call if you're looking for some space to be able to hold meetings or just need some space to get away, get out of the office and or get away from the home. Uh, if, if the kids and dogs or college kids are home. That's great space to be able to to jump into, and then of course to uh, our uh, favorite folks down at Revelton, guys. It's been a pleasure. Um, thank you very much for believing in us and in the in Three Beards me- Media, in the side of the storm, and uh, Marcus, Brent, take care. We'll see you in 2024.
2: Merry Christmas.